This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let me talk to you a little bit about um, my Patriot Supply. Whatever you do, do not be caught on the wrong side of food shortages. I was just looking at a, um, uh, just looking at a uh, chart this morning about what's happening on our farms and our ranches. Uh, we have 70% of the farmers that say they had to destroy their crops. 70%. Uh, there's there's going to be uh, some expensive groceries coming our way and some food shortages. Please, please, preparewithglenn.com. Grab your three-month emergency food kit for $250 off the regular price. Save again $250 today going to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. All right. So Brian Stelter, huh? So Brian Stelter. Choices, choices, choices. It's Friday. Today, on the program, a lot of great news for you. But I want to start with a threat to our democracy. This is... uh, I'm not saying it's a threat to democracy. It is the left that has now kind of coalesced around a set of ideas about who you are. And we... Uh, that's uh, that's 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 one topic we could talk about today. Any others? Uh, yeah, we have uh, news on uh, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, Donald yeah, Trump, but yeah, he's yeah. former president. That's always always mm-hmm. an interesting guy to talk about. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Any, anything else you want to <laughs> mention today? Anything else? Mm-hmm. Are there other other personalities that maybe you you want to discuss? You know, maybe their futures. Uh, what's going on in their lives? Anything? Anything from that? particular arena i don't know what you're talking about you know Stu. there's two (laughs) ways to go on stories yeah always two ways to go and uh i'm wrestling with which road to take oh i want to see you wrestle yeah do you yeah i'd like to see that maybe you could explain the thought process to the audience coming up here in just a minute (laughs) what do you think Let me tell you about Relief Factor. <laughs> Penelope lives in Texas. As she uh, got older, she started having aches and pains all throughout her body. She found that she could no longer walk up the stairs without having to stop every little bit. 
That's why God invented elevators. I'm just saying. Just, I mean, he. I mean, right? Right? Why would he give his legs when you know there's automatic stairs and chairs that now can be just you know you can sit in the whole time and they move you around from room to room, place to place. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Anyway, Penelope says, I really would like my legs. Okay. All right. So she tried Relief Factor. She decided she'd give it a try. Within three weeks, she noticed her pain was almost totally gone. Penelope got her life back, and so could you. Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors to be able to attack inflammation, which is the main cause of pain in our body and, quite honestly, the main cause of disease in our body as well. And it attacks it four different ways with four different ingredients. Try it. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. So. So what's going on in your world, Glenn? Anything uh, you want to talk about today? I mean, there's obviously something you want to mention. That I, I want to mention. No, I, mm-hmm. I don't have. I mean, I, look, 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 I guess what you could do is take an inventory of the news stories of the day. Right. And then start to think about if you had any personal connection to them. Let me think. Yeah, well, that's that. No, that's going on. Well, no, I don't I don't have any personal connection to any of those stories. Do you, do you is there any personal connection you might feel to any of the major news stories of the day. You know, for those people who are listening right now and they may not follow the news mm-hmm. and have personal connections to the news, uh-huh. uh, they may uh, be wondering, what are you even talking about? Oh, well, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about a potential story that you might want to discuss today. Yeah. About a, oh, a, I want to. An, an individual oh, I really want. from CNN. Well, there's two ways to go. And the two ways to go would be one, one would be very fun, mm-hmm. very satisfying. Sure. Funny. Funny. Entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the other one would be Christ-like. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, the know. Bible, not always hilarious. I, I'd notice. No, you but, know? but usually right. Yeah, almost yeah, yeah. all the time. Almost all the time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So... It's not that big of a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm fighting the urge to be very, very funny. Well, maybe it's worth instead of talking about today's news mm-hmm. to look back at history, you know? Like, for example, let me look back in the annals of history to about four years ago when I was watching uh, CNN and there was an interview on okay, all right. I'm, on, I'm t- on TV and and uh, the the host of the show, uh-huh. the show's uh-huh. name was uh, Reliable Sources, Not I believe. this easier. And I believe the interview was supposed to be about one thing. I can't remember at all yeah. what that was, coming together or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But then it took a turn about halfway through. Uh-huh. And the interviewer mm-hmm. started talking to the interviewee mm-hmm. about... How much trouble his business was in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a clip of it. <laughs> no, oh, come on. Oh, really? No, no, I, no, no. Come on. No, I, I, well, she's saying she's because I, I was trying to describe it, and I can only do that so well. If we have the actual you get audio, get behind me, Satan. 
Get the one's arguing justice, one's arguing mercy. Oh, or they say they familiar are, voice. but they're not. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is playing politics, and the American people are tired of it. Mm. Who is talking about an actual solution on this? Who's actually done something? Who's actually consistent here. and cared when it was a Democrat yes, in office and cared when it's a Republican to. in office? You know, those people exist around the country, and they're watching you two the media and Donald Trump play in this little game back and forth, and they're sick of it. Mm-hmm. They don't well, want to hear about it from either side. I want the critique because I invited you on. I'm self-aware enough to know that we need to talk about this because I know it's a problem. The mainstream media well, is having a very hard the time. The, main time <laughs> the mainstream media is having a very hard time reaching Trump's base. That's a fact. We see that in all the polls. Yeah, well, then here's, here's the deal. Brian... You all have my phone number. I've reached out to all of you in the past and said, let's have a conversation not on the air. You really want to understand? You want to hear the other why side? Why can't our viewers let's have a conversation where why everybody's can't you tell not our interested? Right now? Because, because this is making all this so ratings. difficult. Because this is all <laughs> about ratings. Is this bringing it back This isn't about so ratings. Yeah. This is about saving our country, bringing us together. See, that's nice. Stop dividing us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you... <laughs> I can't. So, so, to be clear, you're, you think that I'm dividing the country... To? You think I'm dividing the country for ratings by booking you? Brian, stop driving. Look at what what you're doing. When did this become about you? This is about the media and the administration. That's what you guys want to make it into. If it was about me, I would do like a 10 minute concert the way you used to. Listening to me, Brian. If it was about me, I'd get out of Blackboard the way you used to. Oh, uh, see, yes, he's. Mm -hmm. Is he being. Is that correct? Maybe he should. I mean, the point is, I, what do you mean is making it about me? I, I don't see how I've made it about me. I want to know It's how. not about it. You just said, never mind. Look, Brian, if you want to have a conversation, the media really wants to know, great, we can have that conversation. But every time someone, every time I've approached, everybody always says yes. But as soon as it gets tough or uncomfortable, nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in looking at themselves and saying, what did I do? I know what I've done. I know what I've done. I've tried to make amends and I'm trying to. And we've talked about that before. I I completely agree with you. And we all do need to be more (laughs) self-reflective. I do have to ask you, there's this new headline on the Daily Beast saying that your company's in trouble, that you were trying to find a buyer. Is this related to the point about people not talking to each other? That if you Hmm. want to create that media company, there's not interest? What's what's going on with that? Wow. Brian, thanks a lot. I think that's the most ridiculous (laughs) um, question I've ever heard. I'm sitting here ready to talk to you about the detaining of children and parents and trying to break break families apart. Something that has been happening with Janet Reno. That's why it went to the Supreme Court in the first place. With Janet Reno. It's been happening. We want to stop it and you want to play those games? Have a nice day. What game did I just play? <laughs> okay, see, Glenn? Now, yeah, of course, as you pointed out, there's two ways to go with with a news story. And uh, one of them is, is being incredibly Christ-like, as you were trying to be in that interview there. But Brian Stelter uh, was interviewing you about how your company was failing. Uh-huh. It's, it's weird because we're, we're sitting here uh-huh. at, at work for that company uh-huh. right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I don't know what Brian's doing, but not, not, uh-huh. not the uh-huh. same uh-huh. thing. 
Uh-huh. Um, is there anything that you would want to bring up on that? Because as you point out, there's uh-huh. two ways to go with every news story. Uh-huh. That, did that help bring you back to the moment uh-huh. a little bit, uh-huh. watching that clip uh-huh. once again and watching all the, the quizzical uh-huh. faces of, of Brian Stelter? I don't understand. I don't understand how you don't think that I'm doing. <gasps> okay, uh, let me uh, take a quick break here and talk to you about the Tuttle Twins books. Uh if you haven't checked out uh, the American History book by the, t- are you are you okay? You seem like you're by a the Tuttle Twins uh, right now. You're running out of time on their offer. I'm strong. I'm strong. I am not. What? I'm not going to do. Now the Tuttle Twins are great books. Uh, did they cover history? Did they cover this 2018 interview? The audiobooks and the workbooks that go with it right now. You've got one more day. Kids don't learn history in school the way it should be taught. They mostly learn the dates and the places and the names and the stupid questions. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they need the deep story. They need to learn the ideas that makes our country work. I want you to go right now. Today is your last day. You want your? It is Friday, isn't it? Thank God it's Friday. By the way, I'm I'm going to Gettysburg. Going to Gettysburg. Gettysburg. A uh, um, I'm going this weekend. Um, mm. uh, doing a history thing up in uh, Gettysburg with a, a bunch of great people, and uh, and that's a sign of a great battlefield right there, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where people where people you know just couldn't couldn't control their uh, their their anger and. Uh, and couldn't work together to work things out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now before the offer is gone. They're throwing in audiobooks, workbooks, and so much more. They are. Uh, <clears throat> you can go there now and you get the deal of the free sample chapter before it's too late. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds station ID. No, no, it's no, not. It's good. It's no, a good it's exercise. Not good. I so, just told Stu <laughs> as we were taking that ten seconds break. Ten second break. That's really hard. Oh yeah. Stop it. Well, I think y- you knew I was going to antagonize you to see if you would break on Brian Stelter, but you didn't know that the video of that interview was coming. <laughs> and just to watch you kind of relive those moments. Okay. All the right. excited, smug nature of- when your enemy falls. When he stumbles, you do not let your heart rejoice, or the war- the Lord will see it and disapprove mm. and turn his wrath away from him. Look, I Just saying I would agree that's, that's with my thought of the day. That's my thought of the day. By the way, should, we should mention Brian Stelter got fired. We didn't uh, we didn't mention that yet, but he got he's got let go. Show canceled. Thirty year show could not survive. And I Brian Stelter. Um, but wish I, him well. I, I will say this, you know. The lesson here is not to do that in 2018 and some of the other things Brian has done uh, through uh, the last few years. And I and I, I pointed this out to people yesterday who only know Brian Stelter from this recent turn, you know, this turn in the Trump era where he became a left wing media not, critic. Get, get, get closer to the point. <laughs> But like what I was saying was I remember him from when we first started on on cable news. Uh, yeah. He reviewed your very first show. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't I wouldn't say positive review, but it was it wasn't the worst review no, we ever had. It was had. fair. It was fair. Mm-hmm. And he's written some of the most fair pieces about you at times. He's a long time ago. A long time ago. 
And I honestly think he's a really good example of of what the Trump era has done to a lot of people in the media. It's broken them. Their their anger against Donald Trump has changed a lot of people who, yes, they may have been liberal. Yeah, they may have been Democrats. They may have been left-leaning. But it's changed them into completely irrational actors. I don't think that's the only thing. I really don't think that's the only thing that um, has happened. It is also a result of your world being so small. They're in New York City, and New York City comes to New York City. I mean, the world comes to New York City. Sure. And, uh, you know, they're working at, you know, these uh, places where you have global reach. Mm -hmm. And so you think that you are the globe and you're very informed and you know everything because look, I'm with the best people and the best people from all over the world. And, and uh, it's so cosmopolitan here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not your friends are all exactly the same. I agree with not real life. I definitely agree with that analysis, but that analysis existed long before 2016. No, I know, but the, the, the hatred, I know, but the hatred of Donald Trump, and the um, and the political agenda. Not everything was political. See, you right now you cannot talk about anything without it being political. Sports, political. Um, you know, the big Pebble Beach car show I was watching on CNBC this morning. Big Pebble Beach car show. That's that's political as well because they're going to be talking about the new cars, the all electric cars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Why are we? Why is everyone coming out with an electric car? Political politics. I mean, everything now is politics. Who you are, how you see yourself is now fought out in the political space. That's what's changed. Mm -hmm. And the left has gone insane. And people who used to be fairly reasonable um, and used to agree with the Bill of Rights. They have been so skewed now that they, you know, we got to do things. I'm for the Bill of Rights, but there's things we got to do. No, 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 there's not. No, there's not on either side. No, there is not. You don't silence speech. Um, and, and so they get this, they just, just get this snowball rolling in their own little clique where everybody's thinking alike. And you pour hate like gasoline onto that fire and you're done. You're done. And you're choosing to not go that direction. Shut you're up. choosing. Oh man, there's a skin Gandhi. wig right at your fingertips. Uh, Our did. producers went out and they got skin wigs and they were like, this is gonna be funny. And oh it would be so funny. It would be so funny. It would be so easy to do and so good. But you're choosing. To do the right thing. And can we give Glenn No, some, shut wow, up. Come on. There we go. Shut. Glenn. You are he such is so a jerk. Well behaved. You know you agree with me. Shut oh, up. Wow, the whole crowd. No, it, shut can up. Can you hear it? You They're agree. We you. talked about it on the air before. You agree with me. Look, of course, Glenn. I I am easily restrained in a Just moment like this. turn his microphone this off. Isn't, I don't need this. This isn't one of those moments that I would have <sighs> trouble this is a moment that I can see you're struggling, and I, that's why I wanted to investigate how you were feeling. Because as a friend, I am concerned. <laughs> you're such 
with what you're going Hey, let me give you through. something that I read that I think is so, really so spot on from the American thinker. Exciting times. A dangerous but exhilarating moment in history to be alive. The ground beneath us quakes and everything once held certain seems turned to mush. Whatever we grasp for balance proves unsteady, too. The world is crashing down, it seems, and no countervailing force exists to keep everything in place. When we accept this reality, when we look around and say, hey, that was, will uh, what was, will never be again. When the troubles around us become seemingly unbearable, but we say, hey, that's just not reality today, our load becomes a little lighter to bear. We're not here to fight for yesterday. We are here to fight for tomorrow. Yesterday can only give us guidance. That is fantastic. Tomorrow gives us purpose. Yet just because we fight for tomorrow doesn't mean we aren't also fighting for today. When you learn to punch, you're taught to aim beyond your target. You punch through what you mean to hit to maximize the force and minimize the pain to yourself. In the same way, we aim for the future in order to seize today. We picture together what types of future we want. We strive for that future with ferocity and perseverance. And one day we look around and realize that we've just managed to build a remarkable world right here in the present. Nothing endures in this earthly existence but that cycle. It is what we do when challenges arise that matters. Those acts, fleeting though they may be, are share our shared legacy toward one another. So let's look at the international communist Great Reset or Build Back Better dystopias as inevitable if you want. But do so knowing that you're watching strikes being thrown into the catcher's mitt without ever swinging. Your mind and soul provide a powerful bat. Our enemies are throwing heat right down the center of the plate. And there has never been a better time to swing for the fences. The globalist programs for mass control of humanity have become glaringly obvious. They don't even hide their intentions anymore behind veiled language, secret club meetings, or slanderous aspersions against their critics. They just say it out loud in the open. Yep, we want to reduce the human population, control all energy used for commerce, regulate food production, censor all information, antithetical to our goals. Cynically divide humanity against itself by promoting meaningless wars, racial hostilities, and ludicrous social conflicts. And force the vast majority of remaining humans into the future to survive as indentured servants who will own nothing and subsist, I guess, on a diet of bugs. That is an ugly, depressing, awful future to advertise. Yet, it is their arrogant plan their arrogant hubris, absolute hubris, and we should love it because we couldn't ask for a better drug to cloud the judgment of our enemies. They're hooked. They can't see clearly. Do we? Back program. It is a really, really good op-ed. Again, it's an American thinker. 
Uh, and I didn't do it justice. All right, let me tell you about uh, our sponsor this half hour. It's Tunnel to Towers right now. Times are kind of tough. Inflation is sky high. And as a a result, so are prices on all kinds of things. Everything from the gas that fuels your car to the the, the, uh, food that fuels your body. Giving money to good causes might be a little difficult at this moment. I know that. But if you can give, you should give to something that's really worth it. So what is that? Well, may I suggest Tunnel to Towers? These are one of those really good causes, and it's a great organization. Ever since 9-11, they've been helping families out with, that are veterans and first responders. When the worst happens, when somebody doesn't come home or they come home severely injured, they take care of the families and help them restore as much as they can. Donate $11 a month, will you, at T, the number 2T.org. That's T2T.org. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place for the very common reason, Glenn Beck. Use the promo code Glenn. It was eight months ago that I released my book, The Great Reset, and it was all about ESG. And I remember that January day wondering to myself if this will make any difference at all, if people will actually read it, talk about it, share it, how to break the the code on ESG to a way that people could understand it. And realize its threat. Here we are in August of the same year. And yesterday, there was a news article announcing that the people behind ESG are now thinking about relabeling it and renaming it because ESG is dead. That people now, it is growing so fast, the opposition to it. That they think that they've got to just, instead of saying, oh, wait, the people don't like it, they're going to relabel it. But I want you to know, ESG proponents, we will be there to see your relabeling. We will be there every step of the way. It is not over by any stretch of the imagination. But on Monday in Florida, there is a very important bill that is being passed uh, and suggested by uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, and we'll talk about that on Monday uh, because it'll need your support. Environmental social governance. Those are scores that are popping up everywhere. The biggest banks, the largest uh, financial firms in the world, insurance companies. If you think ESG is just a fancy banking term, uh, term you're in for a rude surprise. It will change Everything from high gas prices to the destruction of free speech. I sat down yesterday for a podcast with entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. He has been working hard trying to expose ESG for what it really is. The biggest scam of the 21st century. And his first book, Woke Inc., took on the woke industrial complex. And now he has uh, launched Strive Asset Management to be a David to the world's financial Goliaths like BlackRock. Today, the episode of the Glenn Beck podcast, we start by breaking down exactly what ESG is 
and why it's not too late to stop it and what you can do. But we pretty quickly get sidetracked. As Vivek said, walking out the door, I could have done that for three hours. And I said the same thing during the podcast. He is an extraordinarily sharp individual that has um, CEO riddled through his resume of pharmaceuticals, of high tech, um, and uh, of finance. He is he is actually an intellectual elite, but he sure doesn't sound like one. He really understands what makes America tick. You don't want to miss this podcast. If you don't have a subscription to Blaze TV, please join us. Join the family. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, it will be available tomorrow on my YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. So check that out. It is a fascinating conversation. One really uh, worth it. The ex-CIA chief has said that Republicans are the most dangerous political force in history. The ex-CIA chief? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying somebody who's in the intelligence agencies has an opinion about Donald Trump and the Republicans? I don't think so, Glenn. These people are long-term professionals. Uh, people yeah, who are—they're just there to serve. Yeah. They never yeah. have a political access to grind. And I don't know what evidence you have to the alternative. Amen. Amen. This guy. By the way, uh, I was in Utah and they're running against, you know, the Democrats chose. They had their own Democratic, you know, <laughs> party members that were like, I, I want to be a new senator. And the Democrats at their caucus went, yeah, yeah, sit down, clown. We're going to go for this guy who claims he was a Republican and then an independent. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's running against Mike Lee. And do you know what the commercial is? The commercial is without Egg McMuffin, we would have we wouldn't have captured Osama bin Laden. He's touting his CIA credentials <laughs> and everybody there is focused on how arrogant to they never say it, but they make it look like we wouldn't have caught him without Egg McMuffin. <laughs> and uh what what's truly remarkable to me is they don't see what the real point of this is the democrats are running an ex-cia guy you have a problem with the intelligence community <laughs> so let's put in as a senator a guy from the cia to clean it all up this is it's such a bizarre one because look Maybe if you had some like weird rhino Republican senator that wasn't really popular, and I don't know, like Mitt Romney. <laughs> Let's yeah, use him as an example. Romney's a, not a bad example. Maybe yeah. there would be some way to chip away with an independent who was kind of claiming to be more conservative than he is, and like I get the approach here, but it's like Mike Lee is. In my view, the best senator in the Senate. Me too. Full stop. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is a guy who is constantly focused on your freedoms, on the Constitution. On the courts. On the courts, on the, on the foundational principles of this country. He's That's a guy that has, in, in every difficult circumstance, has not backed down. 
Like, there's just no argument whatsoever for anybody else to have well, that seat. Well, I think we could get a guy from the intelligence community. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it Because he'll all. fix it. I, I mean, look, they're, they're blatantly trying to fool Republican voters in. Oh, and I think in, it's actually working. I don't think it's going to work. I, I hope not. They're but I will the, tell you that, uh, you know, people feel pretty confident about Mike Lee. And I feel pretty confident yeah. about Mike Lee. But this guy is running ads. You know, when you talk to people that are, you know, prospective voters, are you going to vote? Yeah, sure, I'm going to vote. The ones that the mass, they're not paying attention. They don't really know who Mike Lee is. Mike's got one commercial on, and he should change it. He should update it. One commercial. And this guy's got commercials out the butt because there are so many people all around the country funding this guy to stop Mike Lee. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Mike doesn't, you know, Mike doesn't have the war chest that he has because everybody from the country is is funding that. Right. Uh, this is this is a pet project of the Democrats right now. Yes. Uh, they believe they have a chance to oh, they take, this is, they believe this is their path to win in red states. This is this is a trial and if you if this works, just so America knows, if this works, this will done. happen to you in, in your state over and, and over, over and over again. It's really important just outside of, of the fact that, we, that Mike Lee should remain in the Senate because he does a good job. It's important for people to understand that this is a, 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 a test a case for what they want to do to you yeah. all over the country. Which, If you're living in Alabama, if you're living in Texas, they don't, they don't try to run Beto O'Rourke. And, and lose over and over and over again with that strategy. They take somebody who acts like they're conservative, who acts like they're, they are uh, sort of Republican-leaning, run them as an independent, flood them with nationwide money, and try to fool voters of the state to go against what they actually believe mm-hmm. without knowing it. Mm-hmm. And that is what they're trying to do mm-hmm. right now in Utah, sadly. I don't think it's going to work. I think Hope the not. people of Utah are going to see through it. But 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 that is that is what they're trying to do, and they, they see this as a path yep. to control red states in the future. If this works, they'll keep doing it over and over and over again. Uh, and they are now saying that um, the GOP is a threat to our democracy. And listen to this: New York uh, New York Times opinion columnist Mar- uh, Charles Blow penned a piece titled Republicans are America's problem. We must stop thinking it's hyperbolic to say that the Republican Party itself is now a threat to our democracy. I understand the queasiness about labeling many of our fellow Americans that way. Only half the nation, you know, but you didn't get there last time. You only did it to 80 million people. I understand that it sounds extreme and overreaching, but how else are we to describe what we're seeing? Republicans are the threat to our democracy because their own preferred form of democracy, one that excludes and suppresses. No, our preferred form of a republic is outlined in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Republicans, uh, giving Republicans a fighting chance at maintaining control is a danger for modern Republicans Democracy only works, and it's only worth it when and if they win. Can you can uh, can you take the hypocrisy? The reason why I wanted to bring this to you: this is the New York Times labeling half of the country 
as a danger to the republic. And what else do we do? We don't want to label our fellow Americans that way, but what else explains it? There was another group of people that had this exact kind of propaganda start up against them. They had seen it over and over again. We Americans have not. And so we think, oh, well, it's just true, I guess. The Jews had seen it over and over again. When you start saying half of the country is a problem, all they have to do is just take out the leaders, put them in jail for not paying their taxes, put them in jail for some. Do you know there's a book out called Three Felonies a Day? Do you know that the if you started reading, what is it, 200 pages a day of the legal code, you would finish it in about 10,000 years? Okay, that's how many laws are on the books. There's no way you could possibly follow all of no. them. No. The average person, they say, commits three felonies a day. If you knew all of the laws and you wanted to impose um, uh, uh, sentences on every single law that you have, they could get you for three felonies every single day. That, that's insanity. That's tyranny. That is tyranny. That is tyranny. And all you have to do is, uh, is just listen to what they're saying now, and they will scoop people up. Listen to this. Republicans have searched for multiple election cycles for the right vehicle and packaging for their white nationalism, religious nationalism, nativism, and craven capitalism and sexism. They finally found it in Trump. However, the same paper is now saying that if Donald Trump gets out of the way, it's going to be Ron DeSantis. And I quote, Ron DeSantis is even worse than Donald Trump. Mm. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, every single time. Same pattern every time. Yep. Imagine that your car has just broken down. You're facing the grim reality and you're about to be on the hook for several thousand dollars just to get it fixed. You can't not fix it. I mean, that's how you get to and from work every day. Now, imagine if you didn't have to worry about that warranty, if your car uh, was already protected by CarShield and you've locked in the price so it never changes. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. All you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators handle everything else. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car does break down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price today, and it will never go up. It's CarShield. They have had my back several times when my trucks have broken down. Get coverage like I did. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. The Glenn Beck Program.
So the um, the FDA, because of a court case, they know that it is unconstitutional to ban terms such as coconut milk and almond milk and oatmeal, oak milk, oat milk. Uh, but because of uh, very powerful lobbyists, the, F- uh, the FDA is now going to ban those things, even though it's unconstitutional, already been settled in court. They're just going to do it anyway. Thank you, government, for protecting us, because we were so confused as to whether mm-hmm. oat milk came from cows. I, I had no idea. I, I figured the soy milk and the oat milk and uh, all that stuff came directly from an udder. Can I tell you something? Most people don't know that milk milk came from a cow. (laughs) It's like, thank you for protecting us. Now, of course, this is is just a way for the dairy industry to protect. It's protectionism, right? They want to they want to make them call it something else so that people don't buy it, which, again, a lot of people don't want to buy oat milk because it's oat milk. Right. Or almond milk. Almond milk. They don't want it because they want regular milk. But to act as if people can't figure out that almond milk is made from almonds and not coming from an udder is so pathetic. And to use the government power is actually, I think you're right, unconstitutional. And how do you, well, I, I know I'm right. It was settled in a court case. So how are they doing it? They're just doing it. They don't care anymore. They don't care I mean, that, that is the most incredible thing about where we are as a nation. We are sitting at a time where our government doesn't care what the law actually means and what it says. They're just going to do it anyway. It's, uh, it's hard to disagree with what you just said. And that's, that's sad. I mean, you know, that's why Ron DeSantis was firing that prosecutor in uh, yep. in Florida. So let me ask it: coconut milk. That's yeah. actually what it's called, isn't it? Is it coconut milk or is it coconut water? Because if it's coconut water, we shouldn't say that either, because it's not really water. <laughs> well, there's both. There's coconut milk and coconut water. Well, but is coconut... What's in the middle of the coconut? Is it coconut water or coconut milk? In the middle of every coconut is an udder. And that's where you get the coconut milk. Wow. Okay. The Glenn Beck Program.